Listen up, C-Lab, I've got some great news for you. Until now, executives have been scrambling to find effective ways to retain customers and increase product engagement. But the solution is actually to train customers right from the start before any of those problems even arise. But without the proper tools, it's easier said than done. Any thoughts, Dave? Yeah, you know, let me tell you about NorthPass, the game changer in digital customer education. Say goodbye to time-consuming and hard-to-track one-on-one trainings, endless emailing of PDFs and help center links. NorthPass transforms your customer training into modern digital experiences. The best part, your learning program can be embedded seamlessly into your platform. Well, that sounds great, but don't take our word for it. Take the word of industry leaders like Walmart, Pipedrive, Glassdoor, and Freshworks. They all choose NorthPass for customer training. So, hey, why don't you get started today? Go visit northpass.com and tell them that Adam and Dave sent you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to C-Lab. Once again, this is the Customer Education Laboratory, where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment, hence the laboratory, with new approaches, and exterminate the myths and all that bad advice that you might get out there from people you don't know and don't trust that stops growth and scale dead in its tracks. And this is one heck of a special episode. I am just blown away by the folks. Nick Mehta, Steve Cornwell, can you believe, please, you don't really need much in an introduction, but let's say hello to the audience and uh, and welcome us. Awesome, Dave. Thanks for having us. Really great. But I, lo- I like the intro music, by the way. That felt like the intro to like a children's TV TV show. So really felt very, <laughs> very good vibe. I- I'm Nick Mehta, CEO of Gainsight. I'll just shout out to Dave. Dave was a very early employee at Gainsight. Loved working with you, Dave. And you kind of helped us get in the education world. So it's super cool to have the closed loop of being back here. And I'll turn it over to Steve. Yeah. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, nice to see you again, Dave. Excited to uh, be back in the show. Uh, Steve Cornwell, uh, founder, former CEO of uh, NorthPass, current uh, SVP of strategy for customer education over at Gainsight. And uh, man, stoked to, stoked to chat with everybody. Awesome. Well, we've been prepping for this for a while. We've all talked. We did, uh, we did some talks at Pulse this uh, in May, probably some more stuff coming up. This is, my friends, a hot topic. But before we start all that, let's do our, 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 our thing we always do. It's the day of the year. And this one is appropriate in a way that I wouldn't have expected. This is National Book Lovers Day. And Nick, you'll probably like this. You, you can see I made a mistake and left a logo up on the screen a little bit ago. How does that strike you with the release of your new book? Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it's, First off, Book Lovers Day has got to play well in the education market, right? The training education, right? A lot of people that love reading. I love reading too. You know, I love reading actually fiction and actually philosophy and science stuff. But obviously, we can't go a day without thinking about customers and all that at Gainsight. And we can't go more than a week without writing a new book. We've done three books at Gainsight on, on customer success, which have been great. But we think that customer success is so tied to your community of your customers, how you enable them, train them, all that. And over, over the years of running Gainsight, as some of you know, our whole ethos of our company has been community first. So we have a conference called Pulse. It's all about the community of customer success. We do all these events and meetups. And of course, you know, Gainsight's there, but we're really there as just the host versus talking about our technology. And one of the things I get a lot of pride in is just connecting people together, humans together and their journey, you know, maybe for advice, career advice learning from each other. And this community is so supportive. I think that's true of the education community as well, Dave, from what I've seen. And yep. because of that, you know, some of you know, we we bought a company, got into the customer community software space. And, and the founder of that company, Robin Van Leeshout, has been building customer community software for a long time. In fact, they, we were using their software. And so he took kind of like the learnings from Gainsight in building communities, the learnings from Insighted, which is now called Gainsight Customer Communities, and kind of being community vendor and then Robin and I wrote this book and with a lot of help from many people. And the idea is basically, how do you give advice on building community into your own business? That's fantastic. It's really actually a tremendous seg into our whole discussion today. Totally. Because, and, and here's a link. I had this up before. It's a bit.ly link, customer-communities. Check it out. Get it in pre-order. I will. Frankly, I might come back and ask one of you or, or even Robin to come on and do a book review. 
because we do that here and we have a library of we have a library of books that we want for the customer success community focused on the education play. And yeah. we feel like this is a big part of it because people mm-hmm. call it social learning and networking and all that kind of stuff. So 100%. Yeah, that's one thing, Dave, I'd say up front is I think it's a little artificial right now that we have all these silos and companies. Mm-hmm. There's a CSM, there's training, there's community. And like, if I just look at training and community, for a customer, it's kind of confusing. Like, do they want training or community? Uh, what they want is to solve their problem, to learn, right? And so it might be learning from a peer. It might be learning through a class, might be learning from their CSM. How do you blend those things together in a more seamless way? And I'm sure many folks watching are trying to do that in their own companies. Yeah. Yes. There is so many episodes we can do on that. In fact, we're working a lot on trying to bring communities together. So we're going to talk more about that soon. That's great. Okay. Right now, gentlemen, this is the moment. Yeah. Break open the drink because I got mine. I got my caffeine to our audience. So again, I'm going to go back and, and frame this up as Adam likes to give me trouble for this, I think is, or should be one of the most exciting and biggest announcements in our market, the acquisition that Nick, you made, Nick, and now we're Gainsight North Pass. We're going to re, you know, do all this great stuff. Why? Is because I feel like it changed the landscape of yeah. everything that we talked about in customer education. And let's go back a little bit in time. I'm just thinking back to the experiences that I was fortunate to have working with you and working at Gainsight. And the energy and the enthusiasm, and the excitement, and all the things that happened around the emergence of customer success was the... A, a sea level change, a groundswell of a different approach of how we engage our people, our customers, our fa- you know, all the folks are using the software. Every bit is transformative to me as the market Dreesen, the internet is eating the world, right? It's, we saw, but buried inside that and buried inside that, a challenge. And, you know, last year, Nick, you joined me on the podcast. We've talked on and off. And you said at that time in that, and, and I'll put the quote up later, but Somewhat paraphrasing, but the specifics, I looked at it, validated it. Customer education and enablement, the core of customer success. And we've talked about this. I'll put a link to some of the other things, but we don't think about it directly. And pretty much everything, everything we do in customer success and beyond is helping the customer. So what we would like to do today is have a really good open discussion with a lot of questions for both of you about how this is so groundbreaking and radical, what it's changing, what's the value proposition, what what does this mean to the community now at large who have been these practitioners, and I want to go above just an education person. You know, it's, it's, I'm part of your team, Nick. I might be, you know, a a senior manager, might talk to you in the board sometimes. Why is customer education important? Let's dive into that. You guys ready? Yes, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so first, first big thing, and Nick or Steve or both of you, can you help step us into the the, the biggest value prop, prop, the biggest thing that we should be excited from your perspective? And I think a couple threads to that. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, you want me to, want me to run with this one first? You want to, yeah, yeah. I think we can look at this from the kind of perspective of the CS perspective, kind of looking at CE, we can look at it from the CE perspective, looking at CS. And so I think there's like different ways to look at it. But ultimately, what I think is so exciting about this is education is such an underpinning, right, of the entire customer journey, right, from onboarding to product adoption to renewals to expansion to advocacy. And so, you know, with CS really driving those different stages. Now we have this underlying process. We have this underlying enablement layer of education supporting all of those processes across the entire journey. And I think we've, you know, the CS and CE have always had a like an arm's length partnership, a bit of a handshake, but now it's really come together and be one and help move customers through that process so much more efficiently with one, and we can really get into this more, but a superior customer experience to a more efficient operating level from a from a cost uh, point of view, and three, a more engaged CS team when it comes to using education to really drive results. 
for clients. So we can kind of drill into all those three pillars, yeah. but I think that the CX layer, that superior CX layer uh, for, for customers to self-serve, to get things when they want. Because if you think about it in, in 2023, just as humans, right? How do we want to get things? We want them on demand. We want them on our time. We want them when we want them. We don't want to wait, right? And so having that now deeply integrated, the, the, you know, everyone's thinking about, you know, the, the, the financial implications of, of everything, you know, businesses are doing. And so digitizing that education program, really driving out, you know, the, the margin, super important. And then, you know, we all know, Dave, from at a practitioner level, like getting the CS teams engaged in the education programs is how you can really get, you know, user engagement, how you can really get the value. And so yes. by equipping the CS teams with the tools now to bring education to the forefront is so powerful. So I think those are, you know, a couple, couple reasons there's more, but like, those are some of the things that really come top of mind to me. Yeah. Nick, any comments on, on that to extend it further? Steve, I think said it so well. And I think one other lens to think about is not all customers are the same, right? And so I think when you think about a business, not all companies who are your customers are the same, not all personas are the same. I'd argue there's some customers and some personas that maybe in a certain part of their life cycle with working with a vendor, they want to do an executive business review with, a, with their CSM. Maybe they do, right? They want a high touch experience. But later on, Dave, as you know, too, they may say, look, I've used this product for so long. In fact, I know the product better than the CSM who just joined the company, right? It's kind of an interesting thing where the customer knows more than the vendor employee. And they may say, look, I, what I want is like on-demand learning. I want to be able to connect with other people in the community. I want more of a digital self-service experience. And so I think one of the challenges we have now is, as companies is we treat every customer the same, where we want them to have the same exact journey. And the mm. customer wants something more personalized for them. And you just think about an experience like, you know, for Gainsight, right? And, you know, you know this, Dave, well, yeah. you know, you think about a first-time admin managing Gainsight, and they probably want a level handholding. They may, you know, they may jump into the, we have a full certification, different levels. They may jump into that over time, but initially they want some help, right? Then they want to probably connect to some peers and learn from them. They Then they want to get certified because it's a big career thing, right? And right, historically, vendors are just like, Everyone's reaching out to a customer from training, from community, from CS. And it's sort of like this uncoordinated outreach, not meeting the customer where they're at. I think there's kind of to that point, Nick, too. Like there's kind of like this overlay of like what type of product does the company offer? Right. And, yeah. and I, I think like there's maybe some thinking out there that like, hey, CS is really only for high touch orgs only yep. four products that require a human to do, you know, interaction with the clients. But in reality, CS is critical for like any business that's doing recurring, a recurring revenue model. Right. And so with this digital customer education layer, now I feel I'm super pumped that we can bring customer success or many elements of customer success to companies of all shapes and sizes, any products, any price points. Yeah. I love that, Steve. And I think one framework we could talk about Dave a little bit, but it's a good idea. And I didn't invest from, I think TSIA came up with this is the idea that there's customer success in the lowercase, you know, sense where it's a, a job, right? It's CSM, mm -hmm. you know, that's very, you know, hundreds of thousands in the world. And as Steve said, that job makes sense in your larger accounts, your midsize accounts, it doesn't make sense for really small accounts, but then there's customer success in the capital letters, right? And that's about the whole company aligning around the value for the customer and the net retention for the business. And so for, for some segments of customers from some vendors, that may not involve a CSM team at all, right? That may be like, look, with education, community, and product sales, we're going to do customer success, but we don't have CSMs. And in other businesses, they may have CSMs for their high and mid-touch, and they want a more digital experience for low end. So this idea that customer success is not just a function, but it's a company-wide strategy. And we've been talking about that for years, even back to when you were Gainsight. But I yeah. think it's becoming a reality now. Yeah. I, okay. I want you to go, I want you both to go in it. So let me, let me seg this into a different kind of a question because you've tapped on this concept of digital customer success and Nick and Steve, this is big. So right. let's go back. I want to go back years in time when you and I, Nick, were fighting the battle of this exact battle. Yeah. And one of the things that we, that I observed and you can help validate the perspective here is 
oh, at one point we had a scaled success team. Right. There were like this, this tiger team of really smart, energetic people that were doing kind of marketing and a little bit of webinars and all this totally. kind of stuff. And then that morphed into something else. And eventually we morphed into something else. And then we started to get on the roll where we implemented an LMS. And that was interesting because we started to find quickly the steamroller kind of effect. This, that, well, let, let, let's talk about how we being steeped in SaaS and thinking about integrations right. and thinking about tooling and thinking about the job. Let's go back to that. Digital customer success, then I would say you've answered the question is something that really can help those scaling businesses and the enterprise grade businesses oh, in different totally. ways, right? That's a question that we all had is, okay, where does it fit in the market? For the, the, the scale part, you know, we call education a scale engine because, gosh, Nick, what, what was happening to our CSMs? They were busy. Stretched so thin, yeah. But they were also doing training, but they were doing it one-on-one and effectively. Totally, totally. Gosh, everybody had their own decks. Yeah. And then we get into, well, we get into fights, but... But what, where did that come from? And then we were doing education and, and then we'd share and we'd get over it and then we'd make that into something new. But what really super thrilled me as to that time is once we got a learning management system packaged up in a way, I think, I'm going to play Adam's question here next because it's going to flow right into this. But I think that's the emergence of everything that you're doing right now. And it's why I'm so excited. And I think we need to peel back this discussion about when and integrations and all this kind of stuff, because this is complicated, yet you're kind of making it simple, right? Totally. That's the goal. Exactly. That, that, that is the goal. So let me play. This is the next question. And I'll pardon, pardon me for the quality because Adam was on a business trip recording just with his laptop. You know, we are crafty here. So here's Adam's question. Number one. Hey, Nick. Hey, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show. Many customer success teams have evolved to include segments called digital customer success or scale customer success, focused on a one-to-many engagement model. Where do you see the overlaps between these teams and customer education, and how should they be working together, or maybe even combined? It's a great question. I'll share my my point of view, and a little bit that this is the internal experience. So, you know, as Dave knows, and probably some folks know, at site, probably like many businesses, we have multiple personas in the customer. Right. And one of the personas that's very popular in our customers is that gain site operations person, right? It's not a full time job, but either you know, half of their time or, you know, in a bigger company might be full time. They, they could sit in a customer success operations team. They could sit in a revenue operations team or somewhere else, IT. And so that's one of our important personas. And so when we answered this question of what you just asked about scaled customer success and all that, yeah. we, we, we said a couple things. Number one was, hey, this persona, it's really important for us to build a relationship with them. So we actually had one person uh, named Seth Wiley build this integrated, you know, online community using what the, at the time was inside and now called Gainsight Customer Communities, a, you know, training, you know, for all these admins, certification, but all kind of blended together, right? So that was sort of what I called the, the Gen 1, which is, okay, how do we make all this really blended together? Now we had a separate, Dave, as you know, and, and you know, Adam, as you know, scaled customer success team, right? That was, yeah. they were working on how do we nurture these customers who onboarding and so they were leveraging some of the content from education and community as an example, like new admin, how do you push them through into training and certification and so on. But then we said, look, this needs to be more integrated together. So at Gainsight, we actually moved community into the same team as like basically scaled, as we call it customer success strategy and operations. And that's sort of the team that thinks about all these scaling things. So yeah. they are like, there's, you know, distinct people, but reporting into the same boss. Now today, you know, being totally open, learning, which I think is very common training is still actually in our professional services team. You know, there's yeah. revenue from it and so on. But, you know, Lila, who runs that now, and, and, you know, this is Dave's old job, she's super connected in the community and scale. And over time, you can imagine maybe those things come together as well. What I see a lot is all of this, no matter what, is reporting into the chief customer officer. So whether learning sits under professional services or it's in the scale team, it all fits into the CCO. And people are moving away from this idea where I have a CS team over here, I have a services team that's not connected at all, reporting maybe into different bosses. That yeah. world doesn't work at all. And the final comment I'll make is, and this is interesting, what Dave, for get your perspective on, historically training 
in companies was viewed as professional service. I mean, go back to the old days. It was like a classroom thing. People flew in and, you know, you have a little classroom and you teach. And so you could charge a few thousand dollars per person. It made total sense. Then we went into the SaaS world. But I'd argue we still have a little bit of that classroom mentality and the even the terminology and all that, the length of the classes. And I wonder over time whether it evolves, you know, evolves both in terms of the way we think about it, the terminology, the length of the classes, making them more on demand, getting them inside the product or inside your community so they're tied together, right? And, and the business model, right? Some companies are like, yeah, we want to charge and that makes sense. Other companies are like, yeah, maybe we'll charge a nominal amount because it's actually driving value for us. So I've just seen this incredible change in the way people organize, the way they think about it, the way they monetize. Steve, I saw you nodding. So I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah. So I, I, I always think about one particular customer when, when, I, when I hear Adam's question there. And, and, and I had a chance to meet with this customer in person you know, about six months ago or so. And they kind of talked about their evolution of more kind of like traditional CSM-led CS and then how they went to a digital CS model. They, they augmented that with the digital CS model. And I think what's really cool about this, and one of the things that's so exciting about bringing education into the CS function, as Nick says, like putting it all under the CCO, mm-hmm. is how the, the the motions are a little bit different between, or a lot different between digital CS and, and uh, traditional kind of CSM-led CS. Education can serve as that consistent underpinning in that curriculum that moves the customer through the, the, the right journey in a really personalized way, whether yeah. they're doing it in a self-serve or whether they're getting CSM assistance. And I think that's a really, I, I think having the education being that connective tissue across the whole journey with a standardized curriculum to lead the customer to success is really, really, really powerful. I think the other piece that we've seen in this is that education can be used in a little bit different ways between CSM-led and digital-led, right? Where in CSM-led, and I think Nick really touched on this, is like in an implementation, that can be very, very hands-on. Like there, there may not be a digital course. There may not be a, a, a community form. There may not be a knowledge article that they can self-serve to accomplish that goal because they, maybe they have like a really high-end tier product and, and they just need that level or it's an enterprise SLA and they just need that level. Whereas right. in, in the digital side, maybe the product's more stripped down. It's a little simpler. It's a little more uh, intuitive by design. And so the, the self-serve can serve that, right? And so, but at the end of the day, I just love how education underpins the entire journey and, and can really lead people to success no matter what method is, is being used. You know, I love that. That's great. Yeah. I, I kind of want to thread that together. If you'll humor me a moment here. And I'm going to bring up a picture from a Gainsight deck from a long time ago that I used in a couple different places. Let me, let me I, share this screen. This so walk, walk down memory lane. Let's see this. I hope you're wearing your football jersey on it, though. Yeah, he's got the old, old school Gainsight jersey. I love it. There it is. Um, oh, I keep these around. So here's a picture that I think is evocative of the story we're trying to tell here. And this, I remember building this for you and Team Nick a long time ago, and I've evolved it. You can see there's a Nazuka logo behind it, so I, I used it elsewhere. But what I like to, to present in florid language is that we're presenting a constellation of learning interventions and opportunities yeah, yeah. to pull, like I'm in app. Oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. I don't know what I'm doing. What happens there? You know, mm-hmm. Or I'm a new customer. I get, let's walk through this. You know, when I get a new customer, let's go with the standard old school Gainsight, MDA, Salesforce integration stack. We're talking stacks. We're talking integration. We're talking all this really cool stuff that's important. When we get a new customer, there should be an automation that sends an email. Now that unlocks the community, right? The knowledge base, the uh, onboarding the, the onboarding pathway that might be conducted through in an app experience in Gainsight PX or something like that. So you can, I think the problem that we've always had with training folks is I go back and let's think about teaching a class, a live class. Well, you get people, you register, you sign them up, they pay, you sit them in a seat, you teach them and you're done. This, what, what came out to me one day when I was sitting at work at, at Gainsight back in the day 
and why I got passionate about this, because this is an, an array of all kinds of success activities. And just labeling it education is stultifying because we're not just doing education. We're doing customer success throughout. I love that. I mean, it's funny because I was just thinking of an analogy, Dave. This is, I made this up on the fly, but it fits with education. So think about going to college for the few people who are fortunate enough to go to college. And, you know, the recruiting is the sales pitch. <laughs> That's the sales process. Yeah. And then you come on board. My daughter's going to college this fall. So I'm thinking about you know, that the sort of orientation is the onboarding, right? And obviously you get education in the classroom, right? In the true sense of the word. Right. But you get community by like all your peers. And honestly, for most people, I think the community in college is a huge part of the experience, right? And so I think yeah. it's funny because in a lot of aspects of life, these things do blend together. I don't know what the upsell is. It might be calling alumni for donations later. <laughs> that might be but there's like, there's a, if almost every walk of life, you can think of these journeys that we're on. And I feel like sometimes when you think of it as a consumer, it helps you put yourselves more in the shoes of the customer. Right. Sometimes a customer can feel very abstract, like what's going on there. But think your customer is a human being. They are. And so each individual human is on a journey for their job in their company, but, you know, partially with the vendor. And how do you think about them in that very personalized journey? I think, Nick, one of the things that we talked about early on when we were, you know, considering putting the companies together was how you had an observation that whether it was education or whether it was, CSM-led customer success, kind of put the mechanisms aside for a minute. The end goal from the customer's perspective was to lead that customer to value, was to lead that customer right. to outcomes, was to lead that customer to a great customer experience measured by all the things that we all know, right? And whether it was CSM-led, whether it was community-led, whether it was education-led, they were pointing towards those same uh, goals. And, and so I think that now, you know, combined education can be another tool in the, the overall customer success stack, right. And, and aimed at the same outcomes is what CSM like customer success does. So I think that that's, that's really powerful. Just bringing another tool into the fold for what? the CCO. Right. It's interesting. Cause I, you know, I spoke at a conference like, I don't know, last year or something, and I was kind of putting up this slide of like, define customer success, define customer education. And I tried to write them, right? Then what are the two de definitions? And I ended up with the exact same thing. It was like, mm -hmm. customer <laughs> success is getting your customers to adopt the behaviors which cause them to get outcomes from you. And education is about getting your customers to adopt the behaviors to get outcomes from you. It's like the same underlying goal. And there's different ways to do it, right? Even community is the same thing. But it's different way, different paths to the same objective, right? Yeah. Let, let me expand on that because actually this was one of the questions we were going to ask about what are the what are the business outcomes? You, Nick, Steve, you, you've really answered the, the biggest question. The elephant in the room has been, if you're having a revel, revelation, Nick, that these are the same, yep. that meme up there, they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I think that's what some of us, and I know Adam and I had this, this revelation as well, and, and we were in the thick of it at the time, trying to figure out what the heck we were doing. And I kept saying, we're, we're all doing the same stuff, but it's a matter of unblocking. Like, let's go back to example, NRR. How does education prove retention, NRR, over time? Well, we are trying, we're, we're, we are that substrate layer, that impetus to help people learn how to use the, the product and get excited about the product. Yeah. What's in it for them on a personalized notion? Because like I was saying this, on a, I was doing some change management work recently and I was trying to, to help explain to a large customer at scale why implementing training to 3,000 people was like important and how do we measure that and what the impacts are. And then, you know, hey, they're using the product more. Why? Because they know what to do and it was easy and they could join at any time they wanted and they could ask people in community and they could do all these other things. So you see this massive effect. And a story that blew my mind, Nick, I, I will always repeat this, is that one of the companies I was with, you know, big scaling enterprise you know, platform, the data scientist that we had, I had been bugging this person for a year and a half can you look at my data and integrate this? Here's the model. Here's what we did with Salesforce. Pull these in. Here's what we did with the LMS. Pull that in. 
use your snowflake environment to do this other thing and then show me the results. And he went off and said, I don't have time. One night late, he <laughs> called me, called me up. I love this story. He called me up and, you know, I've been like, let's go for a beer. I'll, I'll buy you lunch. Or please just do this for me. Why, again, I'm kind of channeling you, you all that I'm showing, trying to show the value, but I have to have my ops team help me to do that. This is why this whole thing is important. And we're going to get to that again. But when he did that, he called me because literally sounded like a little kid. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Do you know how much these skilled education tools are affecting retention? And yeah. Training? And he showed me the numbers and unfortunately left after that. But it was rev- revelatory. So, I mean, what do you think about those kind of measures? Well, it's funny. Like, I'll just use us as an example because we're a decent-sized company now, 1,300 people and all that. So we ran this analysis recently that blew my mind. And it's actually not – didn't blow my mind. It's sort of like be like, gosh, this is all the right thing. So Mm -hmm. here's the analysis. So Gainsight, one of the roles in our customer is kind of the Gainsight operations or admin person, right? We talked about that. If Either a full-time role, part-time role, whatever. And that person is obviously investing time to make Gainsight work at their company. Right. So we had a huge initiative to like make that admin more empowered, you know, more connected, right? More confident. So we actually, this person, Seth Wiley, really focus on the admin training. Like, how do we integrate that with the community, a newsletter, and all that? And his work was amazing. We jumped our NPS for admins from like 30s, which is fine, to like high 70s, right? Which is, you know, pretty awesome. Now click into that detail. What happened? Well, obviously community, email, but look at this. The NPS for somebody who hadn't been through our certification versus some who have, it's double for those who have, right? It's actually like, I don't know, 75, 80. And we had a lot more people that have gone through that than not. So that obviously raised our NPS score overall. So that's awesome. But now here's the last part. This is amazing. We then looked at the people that are um, basically... NPS promoters that are admins, so basically people that are super happy, probably the people that went through education and community, those people, that those companies have a 5 to 15% higher gross retention rate than folks where there's no admin promoter. So again, follow the logic. Mm-hmm. We want to make our admins happier. We create like training certification community. People that are more trained have a double NPS and higher NPS from admins creates a 5 to 15% increase in gross retention rate. So like, that's the case right there. And I think every company, like it's easy for us to do because we use Gainside and we have all this data yeah. and stuff. Every company can build that case. almost guarantee you it's going to be true. But sometimes the management team doesn't get it, right? Because it's a little bit more nuanced than a sales rep closed a deal, which everyone gets that, you know? And I think that everyone in this community, we can work together to come up with lots of those success stories about how education improves NPS and improves gross retention and net retention. Nick, I just want to show you a few pictures that are evocative yeah. of what you're saying here. So we give a visual to the audience. Here's one that this wasn't my data, but it was it's legitimate data. I can find the source. Look, you got some information telling you like 5% of accounts that were trained or uh, churned, or what was it? Number percent of churned accounts that were trained. This is saying that that 5% of churned account were actually trained. Well, that means 95 weren't. And we could start peeling away. This is a better one. Time to first value. Here's a, a success metric. Yeah. And if let's present, and you can see there's an old gain site. I rep- yeah, I recognize the old UI. But in the in the day that we were doing some experimentation with training, we looked at these kind of admin cohorts, and we were putting people through the initial training that we were developing, and we found that that time to first value without with the accounts that never took training, didn't want it, didn't pay for it, four months compared to a, a month plus, you know, a little bit. For those that did, so what I think we're leading up to here is from a data perspective. Let's let's talk a little bit more like big picture, Steve. I know you you want to talk about this with this acquisition. Right, Gainsight is already platform with various different features and toolings that all build to one integrative product. What I was what I what I loved about Gainsight when I worked there was the fact that I built those diagrams that you, I did the work. I was doing the admin work. It was easy enough for me to understand. And it allowed a real-time perspective of education. Real-time. Wow. I mean, isn't this like different when we talk about customer education for CS and why it's different from LMS solutions that are out there on the market? 
It's right. this integrative layer, the fabric of education, all the tooling that works together, community, you, you know, webinars, live university training, whatever, all the stuff. They're all a, an orchestration. Let's use that journey orchestration. <laughs> Can we speak to that? Like data, Steve, I know you want to talk about that. Nick, I think the audience wants to know, how does this really all come together? Yeah. Steve, why don't you go first? Well, yeah, I think on the since we're talking about the data side, kind of segueing into how this all comes together. Right. One of the things that's really powerful about all this coming together is that for customer education leaders out there, I've always thought about the ROI of customer education in kind of like three layers. One layer is just looking at it from a customer point of view and going, hey, what's what does the customer want? How do we get how do we serve the customer the way they want? And Every customer is going to want education, right? On demand, right? So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the baseline. It's like it we take. do we do it because it's the right thing to do for our end users. It's the way people have become accustomed to learn, and that's why we do it. The next layer is from a financial point of view, more of like an internal company point of view. And we do digital customer education because it's a lot more cost effective than all of our CSMs mm. doing it, right? And, and so those two layers historically have been pretty easy to measure. I mean, the first one, you don't even need to because it's just what's right for the customer. The next one, you know, you can look at it and, and we, we worked through this, you know, with, with many of our customers. You can just look at how much time did CSM spend training before and after. And you can get that and you can look at that. The last layer, which is really where I think unlocks tons of value, tons of growth value, is how does education correlate to the growth drivers of the business, the retention, the expansion, bookings, MPS, some of the things that Nick were talking about. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Dave, like in your experience, that's like your story is very common, right? Like it's hard to get that. You know, we we would work with our customers in spreadsheets. We would work with them in different data tools to <laughs> yeah. pull all of that together. It's hard. And I think w- where all of this comes together for North Pass and Gainsight, it, it makes it a lot more intuitive. And we can really dive into that. And that, that's that's really, really powerful for the future of customer education is that mm-hmm. this measure this measurement piece that has uh, been so elusive uh, for customer education leaders for a decade. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, I I don't wanna I want you to comment on it, Nick, but I think what we're trying to get to here is that one of the core advantages of integrating all of the platforms in, into a bigger platform that's connected is that now we have Salesforce, we have our LMS and we have our community and we have our, you know, Insight Core and we have PX and we have all these things orbiting in a, you know, a solar system and they're all doing different stuff. You know, I, I listen to metaphysical. So, you know, I know nice. astronomy like I do, <laughs> um, but it's this harmony. It's this concert of things. And, and again, what, what we have been seeing, what we've been truly exciting it, I know John Lay at Talented Learning had mentioned in some of his reporting that one of the key things these days is integration. And it's not just integration, it's a reporting layer. One of my threads, and this doesn't hit with everybody, but I took calculus, I was a science person and a nerd, and the comparison of what we are doing, all of the stuff that we do in customer success is like the area under a curve. There's not any one thing that's going to make everybody totally successful. It's a harmony and it's a constellation of all these activities that are all customer success activities. They just are called, well, you call that education and then you silo it and you call this product marketing and then you forget about that. What you're talking about, gentlemen, is bringing this this concert together and the instruments are all playing and we're getting the things we need. And again, we can do the dashboards, reports, you know, all calls to action, whatever you want. Now you've got the verbs that come from the educative layer. You're you're speaking my language, Dave. You got solar system well. and, <laughs> and a math analogy. I love this. So so all we need is a Taylor Swift analogy, and we're good. Can um, you provide one? Yeah, she's amazing. I said provide one. I think you have to I'm Swift. sure there is one. I have to have to learn, go back to the the incredible eras tour and think of one. So I will say though that what you're saying in a core level yeah. is 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 really profound the one benefit of customer education is educating your customers making them more enabled having great experience driving outcomes you know steve spoke really well about this another benefit is the data and this mm-hmm. data is like a gold mine right 
this data today sits in so many different places in these silos and frankly, it's kind of thrown away, right? Maybe the education person looks at, you know, who, what percentage of people completed the class, which is awesome, right? Or like, you know, what was the average amount of minutes that people took and things like that certification rate, which is great. But it's sort of used in that silo. Same thing with the community data, you know, who's posted, who hasn't, et cetera. And, and frankly, like for a long time, even the product usage data was just in that silo, the product team looking at it, right? And the truth is now we want to bring all that data together to get a more holistic view of the customer. And, you know, there's two ways this can materialize. The people that are working with the customer day to day, call them a CSM or an account manager or whatever, them being able to see all of the different ways this customer interacts with us in our product, with the CSM, you know, in the community, through training, and maybe building a health score that captures those elements into sort of a full 360 view of the health of that customer. But then it goes to the next level, which is, as you were showing in your dashboard, okay, across all of our customers, what's working and what's not. Frankly, every company wants to figure that out. You know, we spend all this time and money doing so many things. What's really having the impact? And by having the education data, the community data, the CSM activity all together, I can do those correlation reports like you just showed. And that's what we did yeah. internally, which is how does education correlate to NPS? How does education correlate to retention? And that's where you start being able to make that business case for education. So to me, a foundation of like the ROI of customer education is the data. And today people don't manage that data. They just kind of, they use it in education and they throw it away and not, not intentionally. That's just what happens, right? It just kind of gets thrown away. And because of that, like customer education, I'll use the Taylor quote, is not always all too well, right? It's like not always getting the respect and recognition for what you're actually driving, right? You're actually driving this tremendous business value. And yet, like in some cases, the education person seen as like just a part of the operation, you know, keep doing your job, but nobody's asking you to present to the executive team or whatever. And I think that's going to change a lot. And and that's why that when we talk about like how this all is coming together too, Dave. I think yeah. like for you know for for your, this audience here who's like largely customer education audience here. I, I I was thinking about this. I think that you know why why hasn't over the past ten years or so customer education actually a- absolutely exploded? Yes. Right? Yeah. Why why is that? And when I was really thinking about this, I was like, okay. There's a couple reasons here. One is, you know, where does the executives will ask CEOs, CFOs will say, okay, where does this live? You know, in, in the org, if we invest in this, will anybody use it? How, how do we make this a more seamless part of the overall customer experience? So it's not this kind of like standalone thing over here. Will our other members of our CS team actually use this? And, and what's the ROI? There's like five questions that just create in in a lot of inertia for aspiring customer education leaders. Right, everyone in your audience, I'm sure, is like has wrestled or is wrestling with those questions. And so, by bringing customer success, by bringing customer education together with customer success and joining that, I think we answer every single one of those questions. Right, mm-hmm. where does it live? Putting the flag, like putting putting the stake in the sand, it lives with the CCO. Right, like it lives in the CCO or yeah. has a seat at the table. Will will anyone use it? Right now, by bringing it together, the CSMs can 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 actually use it themselves. Can use it as part of their process. Can use it as part of their the assets that they have available to make their customers successful. You know, will it be an integrated part of the experience? Yes, a perfectly integrated. Part of the experience. Will I be able to measure the ROI? Yes, you will be able to measure the ROI. I think that's so powerful. Oh and I think that's why, like, bringing these two practices together is the catalyst for creating customer education's like breakout moment. And I love that's super I, exciting. I love that, Stephen. That's a really good framework. It's funny, while you were talking, I was like, gosh, that's where the customer success world was five to 10 years ago. Yeah. Where does it report into? You know, how does it work with the other functions? If we build it, is anyone going to really get value? What's the ROI? I mean, it's literally the exact same questions. I still get asked some of those every now and then, but way less than like five, 10 years ago, right? Now yeah. CEOs are like, how do I do it really well? How do I invest more in it? What I focus on? And I think that's where education is going to be a few years from now. It'll be a no brainer. But then the question is, how do you do it really well? Versus right now, people are like, hey, 
are we ready? All the things you asked about. So yeah. Oh yeah. Incredible that. similarities, right? Just like a couple of years lag. A little time shifted. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's it's a pillar of customer success. We're part of the family, is That's what right. I'm trying to say is that Nick, what I mean, I felt this when I was at Gainsight, and this is kind of like woo-woo vulnerable stuff, but when I was with Gainsight and in that experience, we were learning so many things together. And we we saw this rise and emergence of this entire new function of a business, but it's it's fluid without the rest of the org. And that's why when I departed, I did that intentionally to go learn. So Adam had this parallel journey where he went from, you know, to Slack to Salesforce, now to Personio. I went to Outreach, to Azuqua, now to Service Rocket. And we've learned and we've met a lot of people in that journey. We're and and I want to kind of bring it back. I know we have a few minutes left, but one more question from Adam, and we'll kind of bring it home. Because again, I feel like this is the moment in time where we have a seat at the table now, literally, legitimately, that we can, you know, I, I know you were doing this and other companies work, showing the, the education stuff to the board. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk with some venture capital and you know, portfolio management companies who understand and have called and said, What's, we think education is important. How do we do this best? We know how. Now the next journey together is how do we tell the story? How do we build those use cases? How do we make the, make the, the plays and write the books and do all the things? So with that, let's go one more question, and then I'll make sure you have both have time to get out. Here's Adam's question number two. Something that excites me about this acquisition is that it'll put customer education on the radar of many customer success leaders who haven't heard of it or engaged with it deeply before. So two questions. One, what's the biggest misconception that you're hearing from customer success leaders about customer education? Maybe we can correct the record. And number two, what is the biggest opportunity that customer success leaders can seize upon to take advantage of customer education? I love it. Maybe I'll take the first one, Steve. You can take the second because it might be interesting. The first one to me is very clear. Oh, we're not ready for customer education. We're just trying to build the CSM team. And I'm like, you might even be doing that backwards. You don't do them in parallel, but you might be doing it backwards. Why not build the things that scale, the education, community, self-service up front? So every one of your customers enabled well from the beginning versus a CSM team having to intervene later and save it or do all that. So I think companies are, are doing this backwards, like throwing people at the problem versus building the systems at scale. What do you think, Steve? What's the opportunity? Yeah, I think that uh, just piggybacking on that too, Nick, like what I've seen on the, the misconception side is like there's a lot of thought that, hey, we're actually like doing fine with our training. Yeah. It's not that expensive, but it's one of those things that like, it's oftentimes like not a budget item until it becomes <laughs> a problem and it like quietly sneaks up yeah. in the PL and all of a sudden it's like, ah, this is expensive. So I think like really <laughs> like look at that as like, is that a, it, how much are you actually spending there when you tally all that up? It could be really expensive. So I think that's a, another one of these like misconceptions. So like look at, I think on the opportunity side, I just would kind of actually mirror your answer to misconception, Nick, which is like, yeah, like, Oftentimes, like we have many customers, many customers that started with digital education before they had a built out CS team. Like they, like they would hire their first CSM and their, that CSM's job was, okay, go build the academy. Right. right. And so we can like, we can do all this other work that we need to get done and have the digital layer take care of the essential but critical functions. So I think that's a huge, huge opportunity is like, I think, I don't think you, I don't think you have to be a big company to do digital education or or more broadly digital customer success. And so I think that's a a massive opportunity for scaling emerging companies is to just jump in and commit to it. Yeah. I can say just to validate both of you on that, when I worked at a company called Azuqua, got acquired by Okta Workflows, we did the, the experiment, the mission I was on I was a single person in a 50-person Series A company. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And in eight months, we had a university stood up, all in HTML, just a web page. But we, because we're an automation company, we could see anything and everybody, everything everybody was doing. And we had this massive reporting structure, and it was simple. Yet, then we used it to train our partners, our people, and our customers all in one. And we were able to move along knowing that we had that framework there of education. So, you know, what Adam says, they'll say, hey, what's the best time for customer education? Five years ago. 
I think to take us out of the show again, I, I want to thank both of you for this Nick, Steve, because this is, this is tremendous. And I think it, probably history will tell us that this is going to be as big in some ways as the transformations we've gone through before for the emergence of customer success. Yep. Probably it's a, an extension and expansion on that. I'm looking at seeing that expansion, the TAM, the total addressable market, be vast. Anything else you want to say before I, I take us on out? Well, it's great. Appreciate you, Dave. Honestly, you've been a great advocate for this space. And you're the kind of bridge based on your career between the two worlds that we're trying to bring together. So thanks for having us. Yeah, Dave, great work to you and Adam. So excited about CE Lab and what you guys have done for the community and excited to keep working together. We will be there right beside you folks and any help you need. Remember, we've got a really broad community. There's a lot of people out there who know a lot of interesting things, but they're just hidden. So we're trying to bring them out and get their voices elevated. If you want to learn more, we have a podcast website at customer.education. There you can find show notes, other materials, and folks, new things are coming. We're working on a community. Hey, we can talk about that more because community we talked about today. So we're really excited about that. Nick and Steve, thank you so much for all of your time and attention. The, the market appreciates your input and it helps to explain what's happening, what you're thinking and your dreams and your hopes and your vision and we're all there behind you. Love it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. So, let's take it out with the final. If you found value in this, please share with your friends, your peers, over beers maybe, to find the others. We're all out on LinkedIn. You can talk to us anytime. Thanks to Alan Coda for providing our amazing theme music. And if you're a subscriber right now, hey, send us a five-star review to let us know we're doing a good job and we'll keep it up. Thanks for joining us. Get out there, educate, experiment, and find your people. <laughs>